You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I have never seen you. I, it, you know what? I, I take that back. Maybe around Christmas, I've seen you this, this excited. This is my second Christmas. Second it's, it's Christmas. Christmas number two. Christmas number two. Christmas number two. <laughs> I, do I've seen, look I, I don't. To this I don't day. recall you celebrating this day before. Maybe you do every year, and I just kind of forget about it. Yeah. But obviously, you had it marked down because uh, showing up here. I with don't you, have it marked down, but I always <laughs> remember it's in later July because it's in the same month as the Fourth of July, which is like the second biggest hot dog event of the season. <laughs> the second biggest hot dog event. I'm sorry about that. I guess all the hot dog events fall in July. Well, it's Sarah. Good. Happy National Hot Dog oh, Day. Thank you so much. Hello, so everyone. Much. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you <laughs> for finding us. All right, so we've got a bunch of stuff that we are going to get to here today on this very, very celebratory day. So celebratory. This national holiday that we have You going know what's kind of sad about I, it is that I did... Like we did do the Periscope thing where I did, in fact, show everybody how I make a delicious hot dog sandwich. Yes. But then I left it in there, so I don't even have my hot dog sandwich with me. I know. I'm very sorry about I that. I know. So uh, I'm going to have to wait 58 minutes for my delectable hot dog sandwich, which I made to perfection. But it's okay. <laughs> hot dogs just get better with age. <sighs> Aren't they all old uh-huh. anyway? <laughs> uh, if you follow us on Twitter at Funemp Radio or follow us on Periscope, you can go back and watch. And yes, this morning, live on Periscope, we did do... A uh, basically a Sarah cooking show where it was. Sarah it was walked through how to make a hot dog sandwich. So uh, all right, we're going to talk all about that. Also coming up today, I believe you might be talking about a lifetime movie that you watched. One of your recaps. I did. We've got some. I've got some. Well, some groundbreaking news that could, in fact, change everyone's lives. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that. That's going to be coming up. Your oh, life might be changed. It's like as big as the NASA announcement. It's right up there with the NASA announcement, Whoa. which, by the way, I was very excited about the NASA announcement. NASA finding another another Earth, Earth 2.0, possibly full of life. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe it is. Maybe not. We don't know. It's two billion years old. Okay, that's a whole other thing. Who's to say? I could do a whole, whole. I could do an entire show on that stuff. What on speculation? It's like people have done radio shows on that before, speculating that things exist. Well, what I'm going to be talking about is not speculation, Sarah. It's virtually fact. Okay. So that's going to be coming up later on the show, and it'll probably change everyone's lives. So you'll be real sorry once I tell you what's happened. So anyway, all that stuff's going to come up on the show. Uh, however, let's let's get to the bottom of this. So mm-hmm. it is uh, Saturday, July 23rd, 2015, it's, here in the— It's Thursday. Uh, Thursday. I don't know why I just said Saturday. <laughs> you said it so de- like defiantly, it's too. Thursday. July 23rd, 2015, right here in the United States of America, where apparently it is National Hot Dog Day. It sure Day. is, since 1972, Greg. Since, uh, since 19, 1972? That's, when, that's how long it's been going on? Yeah, it hasn't been very long. Okay, yeah. Mm. Well, that's, that's a little while. That's a little, a little while. while. Yeah, that I national... mean, America's great pastime has always been ingesting hot dogs. That's... So, I mean, it makes sense that it gets its own day. How lucky are you to be born in this fine country oh, where man. with your hot dog enthusiasm? God bless America. Sarah Hot Dog Dylan, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. let me just say there is nobody I know. That, in fact, and I'm being 100% honest with this, I have never met anyone who loves hot dogs as much as you do. I do love hot dogs. Like not, not I'm not, all I'm not ho- joking, like not, all walks of life. I you are the one. That's true. Even when we worked for the Blazers and like we would go there and get our meal, like I would always go and get the hot dog meal. When we were there like tons of different places to get food from and I would always just go for the hot dog. Always the hot dog. It's a solid meal. You get your protein, you get your carbohydrates, you can put some like relish on it that's basically like vegetables, and then you're done. 
That's the Sarah Hot Dog Dylan yep. diet, ladies and gentlemen. She'll mm. be having her book come out soon. Well, one of the things that you did show was how you made a hot dog sandwich. So Sarah has this thing called the Hot Diggity Dogger, which is a hot dog toaster, essentially. It's a toaster designed for hot dogs. Um, it's a hot dog cooker, Greg. A hot dog cooker. Okay, a hot dog cooker, but it looks an awful lot like a toaster. Yeah. And and you you slide the, the dogs into the little tubes, and then you put them down, they heat up, and then they come out, and they're all crispy and ready They ready are. It's eat. like they're just fresh from the grill. Except yeah. for it's not a grill. It's a hot diggity dogger. It's a hot diggity dogger. Mm-hmm. And when we worked in uh, commercial radio, we Sarah Sarah had the fortune to actually meet Joey Chestnut. It's true. And I, I, I met him as well. It wasn't quite as big a day for me, but, you know, everybody's got their different days that stick out as... A magical moment. I'll always Sarah's, remember. Sarah's magical moment was meeting Joey Chestnut. I used to have his phone number too, but it was on that other phone that broke. So mm-hmm. otherwise, I would I would pass that on to you. And I'm sorry to hear it. Well, we'll see how he does in this weekend's competition. That's true. I mean, well, it's not hot dogs, so chicken. It's wings. not hot dogs. We still haven't assessed whether or not they're boneless or not, so we'll have to check back we'll, with that. We'll get back into that. Okay. This is all about uh, food eating here. Yep. So so anyways, you had you brought in your hot diggity dogger and had one Joey Chestnut, you know, multiple eight-time hot dog-eating world mm-hmm. champion, sign that for Oh, that's you. when we were on a morning show, too, and I lugged that thing in at 4 a.m. because I'm like, I am going to have goddamn Joey Chestnut sign my hot diggity dogger mm-hmm. because that's just the way the world works. And that's that's why I really want to just emphasize, like, this is not a gimmick. This is not, we're not putting on for this show, for this podcast that we do every day here out of Portland, Oregon. Sarah is legitimately the biggest hot dog fan you have ever met in your life. You can basically say, I mean, if you know somebody who likes hot dogs more than Sarah. I would like to that person to write into this and show. It, but it isn't all hot dogs. Let's just be specific. Like, I can't, I don't really like bullshit, like, gross hot dogs. Like, I like okay, quality. Wait a, minute, wait a minute. Now, what, okay, what quantifies a bullshit gross hot dog? I don't know. I don't like, like, I can't have, like, uh, like a 7-Eleven hot dog. Or, like, one of those ones. You're telling me like, you've never eaten a 7-Eleven hot dog? Not to my knowledge. Are you a hot dog snob? I might be a hot dog snob. Are you like a beer snob? I'm like, a hot snob. Like, oh no, well I'll drink an IPA, a but dog I am not. Snob? I no. am not touching that high life. I am not doing that. Like, are you one of those people? No, you're I mean, a hot dogs. You're a hot dog snob. I mean, are you looking down on regular people? No, who anyone can't afford can, fancy hot dogs. I like am you? excited for anyone to enjoy anything that they like, um, including like shitty hot dogs. Like, if, if someone likes shitty hot dogs, because all right, let me compare it to this. Okay, like my favorite kind of macaroni and cheese is Kraft macaroni and cheese. It's my favorite. I can't change it. It's the lowest of the Which, low. That's like, isn't that like the Canadian version of eating hot dogs? Don't they love Kraft mac and cheese? Well, no, but what I'm comparing it to is like I like the lowest rung of macaroni and cheese, whereas there are these like Craftsmen. You know, like hand baked, you know, like like breaded mac and cheeses. You know that places sell for like twenty dollars. I don't really like that stuff. No, I would rather have my box of Kraft mac and cheese, just the shittiest of shitty, uh-huh. with the powdered cheese mixed in with some butter. Like right. that's delectable to it's me. It's not so even really. I'm cheese. not one to judge about the quality of any kind of food that anyone. Sure. Like this for is just me, your your my you know, hot dog level might mature, be higher than other people. Your mature hot dog palate. It's true. You know, you have a very refined palate mm. for hot dogs, and you you choose specific ones, which you showed earlier today. And those are uh, what what are they again? They're uh, Hebrew nationals. Hebrew nationals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jez in the chat is asking, "Will you eat a street dog?" I sure as hell will. Depends on how big it is and the reputation of said street dog. Like there was. Oh, uh, Sarah will eat that street dog in Seattle. Well, when the I went reputation's to, good. All right. So if anybody went to Washington State University in Pullman, I know that it's still here because someone. Had told me about it. There was beta dogs, which were on Greek Row, and it was like a, a hot dog stand that would come out for all the drunk, you know, college students. I 
put on so much weight because every night we'd be like, beta dogs, and then eat a hot dog like every fucking How many night. hot dogs did you eat at once? Just one because they're Just huge. One. They're huge. But you'd get beta dogs every night? I would probably get beta dogs every night. <laughs> after that, I was using it. somebody uh, like distinct, legally distinct from me using their fake ID to get into Shakers every night, and then when we would get our $2 pints. I don't think Shakers exists anymore anyway. And then we'd walk by the beta dogs and go, beta dogs, and then get the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> wow, if only we could go back in time to get video of that. Yeah. All right. So uh, Seattle street dogs though are really good. I haven't had a hot dog on the street in Portland. You have never had a hot dog on the street in Portland. I don't think so. Are there hot dogs in Portland? Well, there's not a lot. I'll there be honest. That is kind of disappointing. There's not a lot of like hot dog Seattle, stands on, in Seattle and Capitol Hill. There's a really good hot dog stand that's out in, in front of the Comet, which is really good. <laughs> it's also because we have a whole lot of really, really good food carts. Mm-hmm. That so I think that might have pushed out some of the hot dog hot dog places. Mm-hmm. There are still good hot dog places around. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But there's not not there's not a proliferation of like tons of these things. That's true. That's true. There aren't a lot of deluxe. Hot okay, dogs. so you don't like you don't like like convenience store hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, I'm, who's to say? I haven't really had them, but they don't look uh, pleasing to me. They aren't pleasing to the eye. Okay, they're not pleasing to Sarah's discerning hot dog eyes. So, so you but you do enjoy the Hebrew Nationals, and you'll you'll eat a street dog. Mm-hmm. You see a street dog, any other kind. It sounds like I'm eating an animal. I'm not eating a, like a stray well, dog. Uh, animals. It's a hot dog that you can purchase size, from a street vendor. Uh, okay, so so you'll, you'll eat a street a street guy's hot dog. So so that's that's established. Excuse me, but, did you just say a street guy's hot dog? Well, Stop I mean, trying it's a street, to word it like that. It's a street dog. You're I mean, an you asshole. said. I mean, that's what you said. So, oh, it's being asked. I'm sorry. Someone's asking a clarifying hot dog question. I must answer. Uh, does so please get all asking, okay in the live chat if you're a live subscriber? FunEmploymentRadio.com/slash/live. Let's get all the hot dog questions out of the way. Sure. I know this is this is not what our show is normally about. Sure. But I'm telling you, if this is your if you're you're an occasional listener of this program. Just enjoy her enthusiasm for hot dogs. Mm. Like, imagine if you have enthousi- that much enthusiasm for anything else in your life. Like, whatever it may be, maybe you're into music or art or, you know, whatever your craft is. Mm-hmm. Sarah's thing is hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And this is her thing. And so don't, don't besmirch her thing. I mean, I have other thing. things, but don't... But, uh, I mean, it's, you know, today's your there. day. Today's my day. And so, so let's go ahead and answer right, some Greg, hot dog questions, let me answer the questions Sarah. and stop talking about how much I love hot dogs. Okay. All right, so Nipples is asking, does Sarah like boiled or grilled dogs or both? I have a succinct and very good answer for you, Nipples. No boiled dogs ever. Why is that? Boiled dogs are disgusting. Why they're are they gross? They're fleshy and they're, they're never cooked thoroughly. No, you need to have it grilled. You need to have a little snap to it. Boiled hot dogs just look all sad. They're like, oh, I'm floating in water. I'm not a real hot dog. And they're oh, okay. like, they're, they tend to be like almost mushy, like they're not cooked all the way through. No, boiled hot dogs are a big no-no. Okay, so, so no to boiled. Uh, however, I'm saying no to boiled. However, I am saying yes to microwaved. Okay. Microwaved hot dogs can be even more delicious than grilled hot dogs sometimes. And let me tell you this, because what you can do is take a paper towel, get the paper towel a little bit wet with some water, wrap said hot dog in a paper towel, pop it in the microwave for if it's a 700 watt, pop it in for a minute. You uh, you hear that beeping go off, you unwrap the hot dog or the paper towel, poof, you've got yourself a perfect hot dog. Just in one minute, just like that. But, mm-hmm. All right, well, that's good. Now people are learning lessons here mm-hmm. uh, based on this show. Okay, so that's that's what we know so far. Now, one of the, the delicacies that you like to make is your hot dog sandwich, which, mm-hmm. like we said, is it, it's available on the Periscope video, which should just go to at Funamp Radio. You can scroll down and, and find it there on Twitter. Uh, but that was where Sarah took uh, pieces of bread yes. and then took two hot dogs, sliced them down the middle, laid them evenly across the, the, the sure, bread. Length, lengthwise across the length, bread. Lengthwise across the bread and made a, uh, made a sandwich called a Sarah Dillon hot dog sandwich. 
that you, uh, you pieced together earlier today. So that's one of your favorite delicacies. <laughs> Bean is pointing out in the chat that uh, microwaving a hot dog is boiling a hot dog with science. <laughs> oh, okay. Which is All right. true. All right. Well, yeah, well, kind of, but it's a little bit better than that. Mm. I'd, I'd say microwave I like it. Is, they get crispier. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, they do get crispier. I, I'm, I'm, you know, somewhat of a fan of the, uh, of the microwave hot yeah. dog. I'd, I probably wouldn't go with the Same with, with the, the bacon. Boil. Microwave bacons can be good, too. Micro- well, microwave bacon can be. That's that's true. That that mm-hmm. is possible as well. All right. So I've got here some uh, some hot dog fun facts that I wanted to share with you. Okay. Since uh, July is also oh, did you know this, sir? July what? is also National Hot Dog Month. Oh boy. So really, it's imagine. all if packed into July. If any month would be Hot Dog Month, it would be July. Is there any other month that's that's as big with hot dogs <laughs> as this month? Oh, that's so true, Greg. That's so true. I mean, that's no, there's not. No, there's not. Okay. See, I, thought you I was were, actually like, that was genuinely a asking. That you were ask- no. What other month do you associate more with hot dogs than the I, month of the Fourth of July? I don't it? often think and of hot dogs. Barbecuing. I, I guess Labor Day, maybe. I'm not. I'm not opposed to hot dogs. I just don't think about hot dogs as much sure. as you do. So that's why, you know, as a layperson, I'm just asking. Okay, during peak hot dog season, from Memorial Day to Labor Day, Americans typically consume. That's for amateurs, right? I'm sure. assuming because otherwise there's is no peak hot dog season. It's no, always I'm, hot dog season. it's always hot dog season for me. Uh, Americans typically typically consume seven billion hot dogs. That's 818 hot dogs consumed every second during that period. Well, you have certainly contributed to that. So mm-hmm. maybe today it's a little bit I higher. Hate it. You know what is the hardest thing about being a hot dog lover? Is people try to hot dog shame you. What do you mean? I mean, I've posted pictures tell us about Tell us about the problems of being a hot dog I lover. I will, because you know what? Some This one day, so I posted these amazing, so I get my Hebrew nationals. And what I like to do sometimes is I will get Hebrew nationals. I'll take a couple of them. I'll cut them up into small bite-sized bites. Then I'll take a, a full tomato, cut it up into the same size bites as the hot dog, and then have bite of tomato, bite of hot dog, and then that's going to be like my, my bite. <laughs> Wait, you eat it? You take a whole tomato and you take two hot dogs and you cut them up into little pieces and that's how you that's how you consume the hot dog. Yes, I'll and put a I'll put a hot dog and uh, and a piece of tomato on the same fork then eat it. So one day I was really excited because it looked really pretty. I'd cut up everything. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of chopped up hot dogs and tomatoes uh, slapped on like a plate. But I did it like 50-50. I did not 50-50 on like a pretty plate. Like, oh, it's very always, pretty. Everyone's always posting pictures of their food. Like, look at what I posted. It's organic. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, fuck. I made something cool. I'm going to post a picture of my hot dogs and tomatoes because I bet the people would like to see that. Like, because, you know, that's your culinary uh, expertise is that. It sure you is. Know? And you, so I, I got a plate. I, I half divided it. So half of it was, you know, the cut up pieces of hot dog. The other half were like the, the perfectly cut pieces of tomato. And it was just like perfectly balanced. And I took a picture. And then the first comment was, that's disgusting. And then I took it down. Oh, you took it down because it you were shamed? It dirty. What did people say? They said it's disgusting. Oh, no. And I was like, they well, called it gross. Yeah. They called your special treat gross. And it was like one of those yoga girls, too, where she's like, that's disgusting and terrible for you. And I can't believe you're pesting that. And I'm like, ugh. Oh, well, that's, see, that's too bad. You shouldn't let them bring you down. You know, because if you're celebrating your disgusting hot dog and tomato thing, I mean, that's your thing, though. That's my thing. That's your thing. It's mine to own. It is. It is. Maybe you think some of what they do is gross. I do think that some of what they do is gross. Mm hmm. And I didn't say that. I didn't want to say, you know what's gross? Your face. Oh, yes. Well, that's probably good. I mean, that that sounds like the response somebody who would post a plate of hot dogs mm. would, would respond with. But luckily, you did not do that. You're, you're kind of changing the stereotype of a typical 
hot dog chopper up. Uh, it's being eater. asked how hot dog and tomato. Sorry if we've lost listeners for talking about our hot dog. I know. I'm sorry. This, no. There's some passion here. Um, it says, when you uh, hot dog and tomato, not just hot dog and ketchup. No, no, no. The snap of the tomato with the salt of the hot dog is very delicious. Okay. Well, um, the, ever, do you ever wonder why? Uh, here, a couple, just a couple more facts here for Hot Dog Day. It's Sarah's big day. She's a little bit dis- depressed now, thinking about people shaming her for posting those pictures. So we got to bring her back up, and then we're going to continue on with the show. Uh, ever wonder why hot dogs come in a pack of 10, 10 and buns eight? Do you know why, Sarah? Well, Hebrew Nationals come in a pack of seven. And I know that's because of religious reasons, but no, I don't know why for other hot dogs. Why uh, they come because in. sandwich rolls or hot dog buns come eight in a pack because buns are baked in clusters of four in pans designed to hold eight rolls. While baking pans now come in configurations that allow 10 and 12 at a time, eight-roll pans remain the most popular. Hmm. If it's 12 at a time, then you could probably, somewhere along the line, match up the amount of hot dogs with the amount of rolls. It would take it a, a, quite a bit. We'd have mm. to do the math on that sure. to figure out exactly where that would they would catch up. I believe that, that would, would probably be It wouldn't be, be that much. It would be, 24, it would be 24 hot dogs, and if they come in packs but of no, eight, hot dogs 24 in, rolls. Hot dogs come in packs of 10. But so you said 10 or 12. So if you get two 12 packs no, of hot not. dogs and then three packs of eight buns, then that's tw- that's 24 and 24. No, but uh, the, no, the buns come Matt. predominantly in packs of eight hot dogs in packs of 10. There are baking pans that come in 10 and 12, but that's not the common thing. Okay. Well, then get the uncommon thing and then match it up. Anything else? You need four. Five, five, five packs of buns and four packs of hot dogs, and then you, then you match up. That's what it is. All right, anyway, um, uh, you, I'll give you one more fact here. Okay. One more fact, and then we're going to move on from this and, and, and enjoy it. Do, do you feel like you could move on from this? I feel like would I could. Would you like to know where you can get some freebie stuff? Uh, yes, yes, I would. You can get a free hot dog at a Pilot Flying J. So that's, I believe, the truck stops. I think there's one in Portland. I believe it's out towards uh, probably towards. Oh, in Truckdale. Yeah, I've been to that one. That's a, that's some uh, that. fun stuff in the gift shop. You can get one dollar All American hot dog and chili cheese conies all day at Sonic for National Hot Dog Day. There's a Sonic in town. There is somewhere I think. There yeah, is. yeah. And that's uh, well, that's about it that you okay. can get here. Hot dogs are more of an East Coast thing, I know, because I was looking earlier, and there are lots of places who are celebrating. It Most here. of the top top consuming uh, hot dog cities are in the East and then in the South. Yeah, that is true. Gotcha. So, all right. Well, there we go. Well, Sarah, Happy National Hot Dog Thank Day. You. you should not be ashamed today. Today is your day to shine and be happy and celebrate what you celebrate. Everybody else gets their day. You know, I mean, people get May the 4th, you know, and they celebrate Star Wars on that. You know, that's that's just as that's this is just as important as that. You know, every day is special to somebody. And you get absolutely to pick, you get to pick your happiness. You get to figure out what on makes this day. You, you. I don't agree with that in general, but I'm going to allow it today. I think National Hot Dog Day should be celebrated in honor uh, for for you. Oh, thank for you, you, Greg. Yes. That's so big of you. I know. Yes. I know. I'm just in, just just want you to enjoy it. You're, you're a giver. I am. All right. Um, let's see. Moving on here. Well, you did have your one, you were talking about the groundbreaking. Yes, yes, I was. Uh, I do have some groundbreaking news. This is this is a fact, Sarah. That it, would you like me to share that with you right yes, now? Yes, I kind of would. Okay. I do think there's a spark in these words. All right. Yes, indeed. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. This is a this is a mixed up show today, but I do have this breaking news. I was going to save this for the end of the show, um, but I guess we'll just break your minds right now. And so it has to do 
with, of course, a Squatch Watch. Yes, Bigfoots, oh. Squatches, the scourges of the forests of the Northwest and many different forests around the world, some of them in swamps down in the South where they're called the Skunk Ape or uh, various different other places. The where Skunk Ape yeti. is an unpleasant phrase. Well, they supposedly smell very bad. Okay, so they smell like skunks. They're yeah, they lar- smell bad. Do they That's look why... like skunks or they just No, smell they don't like look a... like skunks. They like have the skunks. same general bipedal features <laughs> as any other one, but whatever. Uh, so this is a story, though, that comes here from the Pacific Northwest. Oh, my god. Yes, goodness. the hotbed of Sasquatch action and is a breaking news story from... Real hot squatch. Real it's hot squatch news. This comes from the crypto, cryptozoologynews.com Oh, my gosh, website. where all the best and most reliable news comes from. Obviously reliable. Um, any day now, finding Bigfoot will find Bigfoot. But this is a gentleman who is a former state trooper from Washington who said that on Wednesday, or he admitted this on Wednesday, so this is yesterday. This is brand new news. Brand spanking new. So this is, a, uh, this is brand new, just coming out. Brand new, hot off the presses. Breaking Whoa, news. Hot off the squatch presses, yeah, friends. The only reason, the reason that I think NASA announced about finding the other planet today was to try to cover up this Sasquatch news because I think they're part of the conspiracy to keep them suppressed. And that is why I am, uh, I am making sure that doesn't happen. Not on my watch. That is not what's going to go on. So a former state trooper from Washington has said on Wednesday that he is currently in contact with several Bigfoot creatures and that he feeds them food regularly. Yes, that is right. Not crazy at all. That is right. And this guy says that he feeds Sasquatches and it's been happening since 2009 in a remote area in the North Cascades. The North Cascades, part of the Cascades Mountains, of course, uh, right up there by the Canadian border in the state of Washington. And he said this, sometimes... It's just five to ten minutes. Other times, they stay for hours. I leave them food, and they visit. So they visit. What kind of food does he leave them? Does he specify? From apples to carrots to beef jerky, cookies, and candy bars. He leaves hot dogs. No, it doesn't say anything about hot dogs. Mm. Just beef jerky. (laughs) I'm sorry. In the chat, it's being pointed out. Former state trooper. I wonder why he was let go. (laughs) (laughs) So the man says he was looking for an old mine in the mountains. The first time he came across the alleged beings in 2009. After he left food for them, they see they seem to have started following him and getting closer. Says he's been as close as 20 feet to some of them. And there's this. This is something that I think I might be able to contribute a little bit more thanks to a conversation I had over the weekend. So he said that he's even been close enough to catch some of their language. They some have a language. language. He said the language sounds similar to Native American and a and. Oh, I'll read it as he said. They sound similar to Native American and Asian mix. Some Asian and Native American. Now, So this is his uh, dis- compelling description. He said that he speaks some Asian. <laughs> this, is, this is his words. He speaks some Asian. Apparently that's the language, Asian. And Native American Salish. Now, Native American Salish, that actually is a real language. And that is that is the language. We've got a friend who uh, speaks oh, Salish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a friend, actually, sometimes there's a friend in the uh, live chat who speaks Salish. Our friend Jake, he's a Salish teacher. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. And so what I'm saying is they believe, this guy believes Bigfoot's Sasquatches might be speaking Salish. Wow. So does he, now, I do was he able say to this? record some of them uh, talking and said Salish? Well, Perhaps get an image if he's been doing this for seven I years. I mean... He hasn't recorded them. Uh, you know, he hasn't done that because I think he's, uh, ooh, 
Okay, yeah, he's got more news here. I'll say this. However, I will, I will say I do, uh, I do know a little bit of Salish. I learned this weekend. Okay. Moot. Moot means stop. So if you ever see a Sasquatch charging you, shout out moot, and that will make them stop. And they'll realize, oh, I'm doing something wrong. Oh, you speak Salish. You're just a small, hairless Sasquatch. I'm a small, hairless Yeah, they'll be confused. Yeah. Yeah, moot. So that's, that's stop in Salish. So there you go. Uh, now, he says that they have a human-like face, some with dark hair, others red or brown, probably about three to four inches long. The females had small breasts. What? Are you... What? Said when he is alone, they're close. When others are with me... Oh, wait. So he's got others that come with me. They stay 75 to 100 feet away. The females come the closest to me. With the the females with their small breasts. That's what he said. The small-breasted Sasquatch females. This is what he. This is what he said. To him. This is what it is. I, he said, "I am not in the forest to seek them. I look for something else." However, they appear to be getting closer to me each time. I do not try and take their picture or bother them in any way. So he just doesn't want to bother them. That's why he's not taking the picture. So he couldn't invest, like, go on the internet for $25, get, like, a pinhole camera to put in the pocket of his shirt, just to prove that he's not batshit crazy. Yeah. Couldn't do that. Well, they speak some kind of Asian. That's yeah, what he said. Yeah, some sort of some, Asian some language. Kind of, <laughs> they, they're speaking Asian. So that is, this is, what he's, this is what he's claiming. And I, of course, have no reason to doubt him. And this man is obviously speaking the truth, and the government is trying to cover it up and hide the secrets. Wow. That is this edition of Squatch Watch. <laughs> I do think there's a squatch in these woods. Squatch! Moot. Oh my god. Stop it. You are a fucking idiot. I'm going to say that to our buddy Derek all the time now. I'm sure he'll appreciate you speaking in his native language to him like that. <laughs> You're like, hey, do you know that you speak the same language as Sasquatches? It's his wife that taught me it, so. <laughs> Moot. Well, that kind of seems, I mean, that makes sense because moot, like moot point is like a... Something I don't think they're connected. Okay. Mm. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, so... Greg, here in America, as we've been talking about, there might be people who are excited about, you know, like festivals and things, one of which are, you know, people are excited about hot dogs. Yes. You're looking at mm-hmm. excited about, like, fireworks, all kinds of, you know, things True. that come along the lines with festivals. However, in Ireland, they do things a little bit different sometimes. So let me take you to Northern Ireland, where the 37th annual Lady of the Lake Festival happened last week in County Fermanagh. Okay. And there was an event that was featured that was the highlight of said Lady of the Lake Festival that happened in Northern Ireland, which was the dung spitting competition. Oh, okay. It is exactly what it sounds like. Participants put sheep excrement into their mouths and tried to spit it further than their opponents did. That's so disgusting. This is a game that a bunch of grown-ass men played in Northern Ireland. So a local hotelier named John May- uh, Joe Mahan... Uh, organized the new game for this year's festival. He uh, <sighs> even went so far as to allow a sheep to defecate directly on his face. That is in order for it to spit it. so disgusting. Well, man, this is, is known real. In, yes, there are pictures. I wouldn't suggest looking them up. They're disgusting. Uh, man is known for um, his quirky ideas during the annual Lady of the Lake Festival, and this is the. Quirkiest one he's had so far. At least eight different people joined in the competition. Oh. So, uh, 
So eight people did compete, and the winner received uh, 100 pounds, which is 155 American. That's not worth it to have a sheep take a dump in my mouth. Yeah, so uh, the winner was able to spit their uh, sheep dung from uh, about 15 meters. So Congratulations wanna, to him. If you'd ever that's... like to participate in that, that's what's happening at the Northern Ireland 37th Annual Lady of the Lake Festival. Oh, that's so gross. Keeping it classy. Out of Spotswood, New Jersey... A man has been arrested after he broke into a home and hid under a couple's bed for three days while charging his cell phone. This is why what? I keep all kinds of shit under my bed so there can never be anyone hiding under my bed. Explain that again one more time. Seriously, I think that's why I'm a hoarder because I'm afraid someone's going to hide somewhere and there's absolutely nowhere in my apartment for anyone to hide. All right, out of Spotswood, New Jersey, a man has been arrested after he allegedly broke into a home and hid under a couple's bed for three days while he was charging his cell phone. For three days? Three days he was underneath their bed. So a New Jersey man has been arrested and charged with criminal trespass, burglary, and theft of services after he allegedly walked into a stranger's home while the owner took out the trash and didn't see him come in. Oh my God, he got in that quick? Yeah, and then uh, hid under the bed for three days. How, how is that possible? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, I guess if you have a big I mean, I bed. Guess, or the guy like left. It, he would probably get leave. up in the middle of the night or something. Yeah, when the guy's at work or something well, like that. But. This guy's name is Jason Hubbard, and he was discovered by the homeowner after his three days. That's day so under creepy. The bed, where his activities included charge. Okay, so not one cell phone, not two, not three. His activities included charging his four cell phones. And then that's all that he did. For three days? For three days, he hid under the bed charging his four cell phones. So uh, This is so weird. I'm, I'm really trying to wrap story. my mind around this. There really isn't anything to wrap it around. This guy snuck in when the I mean, obviously it doesn't take three days to charge four cell phones. No. So he was. So she went out to take the garbage. He came in, this guy Jason Hubbard. So according to NBC in New York, uh, the homeowner was alerted to Hubbard's presence after hearing a noise under the bed. Oh. Police aren't really sure if Hubbard wanted to rob the house or do something worse, but regardless, he didn't do anything but charge his four cell phones and give everybody What nightmares. did he do when he caught him? I don't know. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. Like, I want to know what that rea- interaction was. How did they arrest him? They called the police and then they were able to arrest him because they heard him under the bed. I don't know. You can, we can look up more information about okay. this. I just I have my I have my base. Okay. No, I know. I'm All sorry. Right. It's just very unnerving because now I want to know if somebody's hiding in my house because I've got a lot of stuff in my house, and I've got roommates, so I don't pay attention to the noises sometimes. Wow! Don't ever look up. There's somebody Google living search, in my basement. Uh, a New Jersey man hiding, and then uh, the first four things that come up is in his anus. <laughs> oh. Just so you know. Oh. Yes, let's see. So he's being held uh, at Middlesex County Adult Correctional Center on $50,000 bail. And it doesn't have anything. So he's being charged with stealing electricity. I would say there's some more stuff he should be charged with. Well, and for trespassing as well. Oh, God. Three days? Can you imagine knowing that I don't look under my bed every day? Do you have, like, space in your bed for someone to fit under? Oh, see, I don't. I can fit under there. Do you try to fit under your bed? How do you know that you can? Because I have... I'm like, if I drop something and I have to go under there, like a shoe gets under there. I've slid under my bed before. Mm. I can hide under there just fine. Yeah, but if I can has... do it, that means somebody else can do it. Maybe there's somebody underneath my bed. I don't know. That guy, if you can see his face too, he is terrifying. Like, he has nothing going on behind his eyes. He's just like, I'm going to skin you while you sleep. <sighs> Thankfully, nothing bad happened. 
They should just be grateful for that, quite honestly. Actually, I could hide in a lot of places now that I think about yes, it. Yes, you could hide in a lot of places, I could Greg, hide but you were really good at hide-and-seek. I was. Oh, I was mm. fantastic at it. Well, I've got a futon in my room, too, and... I could that I just use as a couch. I could hide under that too. Mm-hmm. I could hide all kinds of places. People would never know. I was good, yeah, as, at hide and seek as a kid. I was rarely, rarely, if ever, caught. I could just see you waiting till well past dinner time and just like being. Just oh, to I be, won't lose. Just to be right. Yep, just to win. Just yeah. to win. All the other kids have gone home and you're mm-hmm. still hiding. I would be the kid that would crawl underneath. Oh, I knew that. Weird like I'd find kid. the bushes or something like that where I could crawl way back in and then like drop leaves on myself so it kind of blended in. So that way people wouldn't see me back in there and then sit there while they're all walking by and waiting, you know, trying to look for me. Oh Quiet as a mouse. I knew you. I, I do it for hours. I knew that kid. Everybody knew that weird, small neighborhood kid who would take hide and go seek way too seriously. Yeah, well, you're not going to find me. I bet you like dug a hole, like some sort of hole behind the bushes. I didn't just, like, dig a hole, but I would, I would make sure I was crouched down right in there so you, there's no way you could see me. Oh, God. The version of you that I lived near in... Uh, when I was growing up, his name was Justin. There was a little, small, curly-haired guy named Justin who would play hide-and-go-seek, and then we'd never find him, and then we'd be called in for supper, and he'd still be hiding. Yep, because he, he won. Because he's a winner. He's a champion. That's who Justin was. God, you're so weird. It's so weird how people can be so similar. Oh, I know your type. I can see it. Sheds were the best. Shed A shed? I could hide in a shed for days if I needed to. You'd never know I was there. Okay. Let's move forward. This is making me uncomfortable. Uh, so there's a woman in San Francisco who is doing something that I think that, Greg, you and I might be able to make a lucrative business out of. What's that? Well, I mean, she's tricking people, but, but oh. not anybody that we care about. But I'm saying, like, this is kind of genius because people where... are paying a lot of money for this. Is this like the dude that told people that their money was haunted? <gasps> yes! Kind of is like it? the same thing, except okay. for this woman has convinced people that their computers and their smartphones are possessed. <laughs> This is what she has done. This is a woman in San Francisco who is now making tons of money off of San Francisco residents who think that their smartphone or any kind of electronic has been invaded by a spirit. So this woman's name is Joey Talley. Uh, She's a Wiccan witch, not wicked, Wiccan witch from the San Francisco Bay Area who claims to solve supernatural issues for people. So, uh, is this just a case of like, San, and, and I'm sorry if you're listening from San Francisco, you know, you people, everybody, everybody thinks you're rich because everything's so expensive down there. I know mm. that's not really the case for most normal people. It's just expensive. However, is this a case of just somebody, people with too much money on their hands? All right. Well, let me tell you this. So she says, uh, so Tally, uh, the, the mystical witch says that, uh, she, she boasts three master's degrees and over 40 years of experience in getting rid of spiritual tech problems. 40 years of experience of what she's like, uh, Curing Ataris or something well, back she in says the day? She is, 40 years. She of, is routinely called upon to debug people's tech woes with her spiritual she, energy. She's known of the spirits in tech for 40 years. Yeah, so uh, Joey goes on to say, Most people want me to protect their computers from viruses and hacks with one of my spells. So I'll also <laughs> make charms for them. I like to use Flora, which helps. Uh, so she said when there are problems with office hardware, Tally turns to Jet, which is a black stone that serves to block negative energy. In extreme cases against technological spiritual hauntings, she casts protection spells of her own over the entire company, which I'm sure racks up a pretty penny. Tally recounts uh, when a startup uh, she recounts the story of when a startup uh, business's office alarm would blare all hours of the day and nobody knew why. 
Now, after multiple electricians came in and completely failed to solve the problem, the company then decided to call the mystical Tally. I'm going to guess this startup business never made it past that startup phase. Uh, Tally said that she was able to successfully get the spirit out, and they never had a problem with their fire alarm again until it stopped functioning and the building burned to the ground. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, uh, Tally's website says she welcomes issues too unusual or dangerous to take uh, to the straight world of Western helpers. She also says no problem is too big or too small. Uh, perhaps she can even help you with your printer malfunctioning. <laughs> However, if you would okay. like her to to help you with the evil spirits that are in your smartphone, her services, surprise, surprise, <laughs> do not come cheap. She charges $200 an hour. Oh, my God. Yes. For that amount of money, why would you not just buy a new computer? I don't know. I mean, if you're really going to be... uh... And if you see a picture of her, Joey Talley, she looks exactly how you think a mystical witch who claims to remove spirits from your smartphone would look. And she's made a living doing this for 40 years? I know, I don't know if she's been the spiritual, like she's been able to like trick people that 40 years, or if she's like a tech person... And then it's also like, hey, but for an extra... So I can't seem to get this fixed. But for an extra $200, I can remove the evil spirit, and I'm sure it'll just yeah. start working fine. And then maybe she has, like, the tech know-how. <laughs> and then she just and takes off like, the malware. Oh. and Exactly, takes off the malware. She's like, all right, I've removed the spirit. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Oh, all right, these next two stories are wonderful, and I couldn't fi- I couldn't disprove them. So I'm, I'm taking them as fact because I, I looked up uh, many times to see if I could find if they were true or not, and there was nothing to say that they weren't true. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead with this. So a married FIFO worker, which I guess is a famous... Wait, FIFA? FIFO. F-I-F-O. Oh. It's some, it's some company. You might want to look it up. Okay. I know that you're going to, so just do it now before you're distracted from my story. A married FIFO worker has been busted using an escort service in the worst way possible. So this guy's from Perth, and a Perth man made the shocking discovery when he ordered an escort that his wife of the past eight years had been secretly working as a high-class escort after he inadvertently booked her on an online agency. Is this like True Lies or something, only the the prostitute version? But not as sexy, but not as sexy. Uh, So the 40-year-old man, his name is Peter Anderson, uncovered his wife's side career last week when he and several of his workmates solicited female escort services (laughs) at a hotel in East Perth. Oh, please tell me he wasn't first to see her. (laughs) Well, let's go on. (laughs) On Saturday, July 11th, Mr. Anderson and several of his workmates had their flight uh, canceled, prompting them to check into a nearby hotel for the night. Uh, so they decided, uh, he said, I guess I could have driven the 45 minutes home, but seeing how work was paying for the rooms for the night, I figured I'd just get beer with the boys. And as far as my wife was concerned, I was gone for another 14 days, so I figured I didn't even need need to bother to tell her. So Mr. Anderson said that he and three colleagues spent several hours drinking in the lobby bar before there was a general consensus amongst gentlemen. You guys know what we should do. Let's go get How do you call one of them? There was a general consensus to book escorts. For each and every one of them through an online website. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Anderson, when asked about it, said these sites do a great job of smudging out the identities of girls. But looking back, yes, I guess there was some resemblance to my wife. But I never in a million years believed she would walk through the door. Wait, who, which one of them ordered his wife? He ordered his wife. He actually did? He ordered his wife. Did they like instantly fall in love again? Like, oh my gosh, it was you all along. Oh, you hire a horse. Oh, blah, blah, blah. but it was you that I chose out of all the horse. <laughs> out of all, I know it's kind of like uh, the pina colada song. 
The what? Like the um, the pina colada song. Like you know, like how they place the personals ad. Like they both placed that. Like she, his wife, had placed the personals ad, and then he answered the personals ad because they were both tired of each other. And then they realized that you know when they met up, that he had answered her personals ad, and then they laughed and they laughed, and then they realized they didn't love each other anymore. Wow. When Mr. Anderson described the discovery of his wife's secret occupation, he said it was a horrible shock. At first, when I saw her, I thought, "Holy shit, I'm busted." And then I noticed she was quite literally dressed like a hooker. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Wow, who feels worse in that situation? Right? I don't, that's a. I don't know, ugh. because the whore's making money. The whore is making money, but it's, she's also married and he doesn't know about it. So that's, uh, you know. Mm. And he's cheating on her. Uh, well, they're both terrible people. Yeah, so now Mr. Anderson is seeking legal advice on recovering the many, money that he paid to the ex, the escort agency. Um, he Wait, got, that's the thing that they're that's doing? That's what he's mad about. That's Why didn't she just about. take the money and then... And then they would have both had the money. I don't know. What? Uh, Mr. Anderson says uh, about his wife being... An escort. He says, I don't know why she's hooking. Lord knows we don't need the money. I guess she get, just gets lonely when I'm gone on gone on business. So he said that the, the one thing he is thankful for is that uh, that she didn't knock on the hotel room next door and end up with one of his colleagues. So I guess they all three hired escorts. And That's what I mean. Up, yeah. That's why I was assuming that maybe it was one mm-hmm. of the other dudes. So, so are they still together? Uh, it doesn't... S- I don't know. It does not say either way. I mean, it seems like they're still together. So I don't. I, it doesn't say that they're that they're angry at each other. It just says that like, oh shit, I hired a whore. Oh shit, I am a whore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, from whore to whore. What was meant to be a relaxing two-week honeymoon in paradise was decidedly ruined after the groom decided to post a selfie during a massage he was getting on Facebook. The careless newlywed failed to realize in the picture that he had posted that there was a mirror on the opposite side of the room in the shot, and his new bride was shocked to discover that you could, in fact, seeing her husband receiving a happy ending in the reflection of the mirror. Oh, Jesus. Oh, What is with these idiots? People are idiots, that's why. So there's an explanation as to why he did this. So the groom who goes Wait, by, okay, yeah, he's getting a massage, but he's taking selfies while he's getting a massage? That doesn't seem very so there's relaxing. The reason, there's the reason why he took it, which makes more sense after I read it. I'm like, okay, why is he doing that? Because clearly, but so there's a reason why he did it. Okay. So, I mean, a stupid reason. I mean, he's the idiot in this, but still. All right, so the groom, his name is Mr. Kerr, reportedly told his wife that he was heading for a massage at the resort that they were staying at for their honeymoon at their luxury day spa. However, he decided to hop in a taxi and ask the taxi driver to take him to the, quote, best special massage place in town. So he was uh, brought to a massage parlor, and Kerr selected two of the most well-endowed, they're breast- big, big-breasted, Greg, masseurs, and was led into a private room for the 90-minute rub-and-tug. <laughs> His new wife was relaxing by the pool at the resort and wondering what was taking her husband so long to get back from his massage. It was only supposed to be, like, 30 minutes. Uh, Mr. Core was reportedly having a wonderful time at his massage and uh, was tired of his wife text messaging him over and over again as to where he was. So he took a picture to prove that he was, was actually there. This was on their there, honeymoon? That he was actually there. Oh my God, dude. His, wow. That he was Jesus. actually there getting a massage. However, in the photo, he's seen with a goofy grin. 
The only problem was that he had failed to notice the mirror in the background of the shot, which fully captured both of the masseuses manipulating his penis. (laughs) (laughs) That's when he chose to take the picture. After he sent the picture to his wife, she immediately noticed the reflection, as did his friends because he posted the picture on his Facebook page, (laughs) and it received over 200 likes before it was deleted. (laughs) Wait, so he did that and then didn't notice that... Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So there you have it. Uh, they have since, uh, The woman has since gone back to her maiden name. I just don't think they're going to make it. I just, <laughs> I just really don't. I just really don't know. Oh, wow. There's a great bar. I don't know if it still exists in New York. I went there like eight years ago called The Rub and Tug, where it's a, it was in Chinatown. Uh-huh. And it's basically, it was an old massage parlor. And you could go into these rooms that were like old, like steam rooms, basically. But you could uh-huh. sit in there like with a like bathhouse. Yeah, it was like a bathhouse. But it was called the Rub and Tug, and it had all like red lighting, and it was all, you could tell like some seedy shit had gone in there. It was a really really cool bar. Just reminded me of that. Huh. Well, there you have it, my friends. That is your world of crazy. Oh, that's yeah. that's amazing. Both of them manipulating his penis. <laughs> that just makes me happy. Oh, okay. Well, um, moving on from that, we're not going to talk about our sponsor after that. But I will say, yes. you did have something else you were going to do today. I did. It's true. I do. I mean, I, I don't mind doing it. Do you want me to? I don't. You're just sitting there staring oh, at yeah, me. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. No, I absolutely think you should All do right, it. Well, let me... Crap, let me pull up the music. All right, well, what we were talking about earlier was about the fact that I did watch, indeed, a Terrible, wonderful Lifetime movie And yesterday. this this is also, this is Sarah's day. It's Hot Dogs and Lifetime movies. We're hot making this day about her. The Sarah Dillon story. The Sarah Dillon story. Hot Dogs and Lifetime. Man, that's a good Is that like your version movie. of a rub and tug? I don't, I don't know. That's how you relax? What the hell? I don't know. That made it sound really weird. Oh, that don't you sound... dare try to dirty up my day. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so... You watched a Lifetime movie, and one of the one of the things that we do here on Fun Employment Radio is when Sarah does this, she will recap these terrible, awful movies that she watches in in like a two minute recap. Do you want two minutes, or do you need more than two minutes? Um, no, I don't need more than two minutes. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure remember her last name. So the the star of the movie is the the hot chick, Lacey. Um, Chabert or Chabert or whatever the one from. Oh yes. Yeah, from Mean Girls. Lacey Chabert, I think, or mm-hmm. saw your name. Yeah. Oh, yes. She's. Yeah, so she's I'm the main fan cra- of hers. She's the main crazy girl in it. Well, then maybe I will be a fan I of this movie. I think that you might be a fan of this. Movie. I she am wears a... a lot of the time too in the movies. She's wearing a bikini. Uh, she is. She is like very pleasant to look at. She's very easy on the eyes. She is very, very, very easy on the eyes. Mm-hmm. And let me just say, like she and she's scarcely clad. The entire time. Well, then maybe I would be interested in this movie. So now now I am interested. Okay. But Sarah, Sarah watches these movies and then gives us the recap so we don't have to watch them or ever be subjected to them. So would so you said you you two minutes is good no, or I you mean, want just, more than two just minutes? Let me just, just, go. just let you go. Just let you let free me go. flow with Why it. Why are you trying to limit me? Well, I like limiting you because I think it's entertaining, but I think also, you know, we'll let you go today. We'll let you go describing this movie. Oh, so Greg, I'm so because you have such control over how much I'm gonna talk. <laughs> All right, so this movie came out in, I think it's uh, newer as like Lifetime movies go. I think it was like 2008 or something. Okay. Yeah. So this movie is called Imaginary Friend, which you can actually, with your Netflix subscription, it's a free instant watch right now. 
I know because it keeps getting suggested to me until it beat me down and I watched it. Okay. Okay. So imaginary friend is this. Imaginary friend is the tale of the really hot chick that Greg likes who goes by the name of Emma in this story. Now, Emma grows up in a wealthy yet abusive family where her father beats her mother. And so she kind of is very emotionally traumatized by this. So she develops an imaginary friend. Okay. Imaginary Wait a minute. How? Okay. So she has this imaginary friend that she plays with. Like when the trauma of home is too much to take, she'll go out outside and play with her friend. Okay. With her friend. Fa- flash forward to adult Emma. Adult Emma is now living in the same mansion that she was gro- that she grew up in with her parents. You find out quickly that her parents are both dead because the father oh. has murdered the mother. What? And so Emma is a, a is reclusive and she stays inside of this mansion. With her husband, who you find out quickly is just using her for the money that was left behind from her parents from their deaths. Poor Lacey. I know. For, poor Emma. Poor Emma. Poor, poor Emma. Yes. So Emma has some mental issues, but it seems to think like she's kind of schizophrenic. Her husband's kind of a doctor. He's always pushing pills on her. She's always kind of having little mini episodes where she's thinking she's hearing something or like someone's in the room with her. And she keeps seeing flashes of this imaginary friend she had when she was a child. Uh-oh. So it turns out as she's having these attacks, this woman, her imaginary friend, shows up and she's kind of grown up to be the same age that Emma is. Oh, so you can see the imaginary friend. So you can see the imaginary friend. So Emma is talking to her imaginary friend and finally she's just stopped fighting it. She decides to stop taking her pills. Unbeknownst to her, this is the twist. She doesn't know that her imaginary friend that's grown up, her name is Lily at this point, Lily is actually... A real human being what? that her husband has hired to drive her crazy and make her think that she was seeing her childhood imaginary friend. Whoa. Yes. I did not see that so coming. It's, I, kind, oh, it's kind of trippy because, can like, I guess something? No. So it's kind of trippy because, uh, you know, Emma will be sitting out there talking to her imaginary friend next to the pool, and the husband will come out and he'll be talking to Emma, and he'll, he won't acknowledge the imaginary friend Whoa. because he's having an affair with the girl that he hired to play her imaginary friend so they could drive her nuts, put her in the loony bin, and then take all of her money and live happily ever after. Why would you want after. to have an affair with Lacey Chabert? You should what, see the, uh, what the hell? I'm, the other girl's really hot, too. Well, it's like two super hot girls. You have to look. Oh, my God. Lily, imaginary friend. So that being said, so then he's slowly trying to drive her crazy. Uh, he's going to get her committed. You know, he's a doctor, so he can't get her committed. He's the one that's been prescribing her oh, all this stuff for psychosis. Oh, he's giving her... Okay, all right. Yes, yeah, so he's been prescribing it. So basically what she tells him at the dinner table, she's like, I'm tired of, of my imaginary friend. I need to break free of this. Mm-hmm. And so they're sitting at the table, and she's like, well, you know what I did? She's like, I finally got rid of my of, of Lily once and for all. And he's like, what did you do? And he's like, she's like, well, I, I killed her. <gasps> and he's like, what do you mean you killed her? How can you kill an imaginary friend? She's like, yeah, I killed her, but it seemed really real. It was strange. Like, there was blood everywhere. I did it in the shower so that, you know, there would be no blood. But then, and he, so he ran up to the shower. There was no blood in there. He's like, all right, thank God. She didn't She didn't actually kill her. Okay, this is a crazy twist. This so. is a crazy twist. And so, like, and she's like, no, it's okay. I killed her and buried her in the garden. And he's like, what? what? So then he goes, and she's like, he's like, there wasn't any blood in the, in the shower. And she said, oh, I finished well, her off. where was the blood? I finished her off in the cellar. He goes down into the cellar. Sure as shit, there's some blood on the floor. And this is when he starts to freak out. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she's like, I buried her in the garden. He goes to the garden. Okay, the imaginary finds, friend's kind of hot, too. The imaginary friend's, yeah. They're both, like, it's it's two super I'd hotly. still stick with the first one, but yeah. Y- yeah. Oh, so uh, so he goes up to the garden. He, he like, sees where the garden's kind of, like, jostled. And he pulls up, and he finds, like, a bloody something. I, I couldn't figure out what it was, but it was 
clearly something that belonged to the dead mistress. Oh, no. And he was like, holy shit, she actually killed her. So then he starts to go crazy because all of a sudden he's now seeing the ghost of Lily everywhere. Like she's fucking with him. Like all of a sudden she's covered in dirt and she's like, why did you let this happen to me? And he's like, oh my God, I'm going crazy. And then at the end, he ends up getting committed because he can't help but think. Well, so at the end, basically he shows up. Uh, Emma's standing out uh on next to the pool he has a knife he's like i can't believe you killed her she was my real girlfriend oh and wait she's he like, comes clean to her yeah he comes clean he's like we were, i was setting you up i wanted your money and she's like and at this point emma's standing out there and the girl that she supposedly murdered is standing next to her at the pool and he's like you can see her she's right behind you and emma's like there's nobody out here but me i can't see anybody i think you're going a little crazy you might need to go to the hospital to get some help and he's like no i'm not crazy and then he tried to he tried to kill her uh didn't succeed the cops end up coming the doc- the good doctor who was trying to ruin emma's life gets towed away for life in the loony bin and when she uh goes to say goodbye to her husband as he's being locked up forever she kisses him on the forehead and she says nice try and then she leaves, and the last shot is of her and the mistress, who are now buddies, clinking glasses, and enjoying her wealth together. And that, my friends, is Imaginary Friend. It was really good and really confusing. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's being asked in the uh, chat, do the two of them end up kissing at the final? <gasps> they looked like they were going to kiss. Man. They look like it, there was a it was silhouettes at the end, uh-huh. and they're clinking wine glasses, and they're like standing uncomfortably close. Oh, like I don't know. It was it was it was vaguely erotic the okay. whole time that they're together because you know she thinks that she's her invisible friend, right? But then also really quick, Lily, the blonde girl, was also one of the doctor's patients that Emma. Um, that Emma was married to, and one of the because I was Wait, looking what? at lots of speculation. Huh? Lily, the girl. That the doctor was having the affair with? Yes. The blonde girl? Yes. Was one of the doctor's patients, and that's how he met her to okay. hire her to pretend to be gotcha. Emma's childhood imaginary friend. Okay. But Lily was uh, also had multiple personalities, so the speculation is that she might have took on. <laughs> are, these in the, are these in the fan sites? I swear they are, because There's it's so confusing. There's fan speculation sites? If you look up imaginary friend what happened, or imaginary friend explained, there are so many websites going... What the hell just happened? Was she real or was she a ghost or was that what exactly happened? That is hilarious that yes. there are actual people so they devoting that, their time online to watching So this. basically one of her personalities has shifted, I think, to be uh, Emma's imaginary friend. Now we're going into the younger. fan theories. Yes, fan yeah. theories. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was are a, you going to write your own like follow-up to it or have you thought about doing that? Ooh. Emma and Lily, chapter two. Oh, imaginary friend back again. Yeah. Imaginary friends forever. Yeah, it's a real good one. So if anyone wants to watch that on uh, on the flicks of net, that's that's where it is. Well, it's spoiled now, so it is spoiled, but it's actually really funny to watch. I mean, and it's it's really well done because you, you it truly is watching someone's descent into madness and then mm-hmm. trying to figure out if it's real or not. Wow, it was pretty good. All right, pretty good as far as lifetime movies go. Pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much, Sarah. You're you know what welcome. else is pretty good? Hmm. Bike gallery. <laughs> Bike Gallery, fine sponsor of Fun Employment Radio. We appreciate them very much. And now is the time to be out riding your bike. And uh, you also want to make sure that it's running well. Hell yeah. Bike safety is key. Yes, it is. Also, accessories. You want to look good. You want to look good. Also, I keep seeing so many people riding around without helmets. That is just not bright. This is my own personal opinion. That's just dumb. Get yourself a helmet. Mm. It is not worth it. The convenience of riding around without a helmet, what, so you can feel the wind a little bit more? It's not going to feel so good when that's pavement hitting your head. 
When you can feel the the wind on your head because you don't have a head anymore. Because you don't have a head. You, because there's a hole want, in your head. You want a head. <laughs> you, Keep your head. I like it when people have heads. So get a helmet. Pick up a helmet. It's worth it. But uh, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Bike Gallery link, and you can get 10% off anything at Bike Gallery. Also, if you see me, I have some coupons. If you want to if you want to hit me up for if a Bike Gallery want- coupon, I have them on me. So if you see me, say like, hey, Sarah. Can I have one of those? And I'll show you, and you will be pleasantly surprised. Yes. So if you see either, and actually, I'll, I'll keep some on me, too. So if you see myself or Sarah out and about anywhere, one, always come up and say hello, because we like that. Uh, we, we like to say hi to everybody. But also, we do have something special for Bike Gallery that is in addition to this that you would actually want Mm. to use. So uh, either way, though, go to funemploymentradio.com, click on that Bike Gallery link, because that's also how they uh, track you guys going there, and use that coupon. When you go in there, it's 10% off anything. Mm -hmm. Like, anything. I mean, it could be a brand new bike, it could be whatever, whatever you want. Could be a new satchel. Could be a new helmet. Could be a helmet, so you keep your head. Uh, So you... Go, just go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Bike Gallery link, and then they'll uh, there'll be a code there that they can scan when you're in the store. Awesome. So that's awesome. All right. Okay, friends, also, thank you for hanging out. That was so fun. Yes, indeed. I'm going to go eat my hot dog sandwich now. <laughs> Sarah's very, very antsy I'm to get so to the hungry. hot dog sandwich. I'm so hungry. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into Fun Employment Radio. You guys are fantastic. Coming up tonight, Carl Show starring Jason, followed by The Butcher Shop right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. We're back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. .com. Bye, friends. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.